It's Thursday in the Passion Week, also known as the fifth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today's Roman station is Santa Polinare, Alle Terme Neroniane, Alessandrine. In other words, St. Polinaris next to where the big baths of Nero were, which is very close to the famed Piazza Navona. But first, for our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations, we gather at the Collect Church, which is Santa Maria in Via Lata. Yesterday, we were at San Marcello al Corso, which is just across the way. And then it's a fairly short walk. Um, over to Santa Polinari. Saint Apollinaris is the first bishop of Ravenna, and he may have been born in Syria near, near Antioch. In Ravenna, he suffered greatly, having been beaten many times, almost to death. He was finally killed in a suburb of Ravenna called Classe, probably during the time of Septimius Severus, near the end of the third century. A church was built in his honor in Rome by at least the time of the pontificate of Pope Adrian I who died in 795. This had been the site of the baths of Nero and Alexander. The first church was demolished, and a new one built by Pope Benedict Fourteenth, Papa Lambertini, in the mid-18th century. It was first attached to the German college, and then the Jesuits got their clutches on it, uh, no, humbly accepted care of it, though the Jesuits were later suppressed in 17. 73 by Pope Clement XIV, a very happy memory. Since 1990, Opus Dei has control of this place, and this is where the Roman University of the Holy Cross, Santa Croce, is housed. From Fulton Sheen's The Life of Christ, dealing with the woman who anointed the Lord's feet, and then the parable he tells about the master who forgives people two different levels of debt. It would be very wrong to deduce that it would be well to have sinned much or to have run up a bigger debt in order that the sinner might have more forgiven. Rather, the lesson is that flagrant sinners are much more likely to discover that they are sinners than those who think that they are good. As in a hospital, a patient who is a mass of sores and bruises solicits more pity than one less injured, so too admitted guilt is not an obstacle but an argument in favor of divine mercy. The love of this woman grew in proportion to her gratitude for pardon. It was not the quantity of sin, but rather the consciousness of it and the mercy extended in its forgiveness, which manifested the great love of this penitent woman. Much was forgiven her. Therefore, she loved much. Nothing so much brings one person in contact with another as the confession of sin. When a friend tells us of his success, he stands at a distance from our heart. When he tells us of his guilt with tears, he is very near. 
Actually, when a person has a consciousness of his sin, he does not very much distinguish between whether his sins belong in the 500 pieces of silver category or the 50. What troubles him is the fact that he has hurt someone that he loves. St. Paul considered himself the chief of sinners, but he was not a great sinner except in his bigotry and persecution. He who makes light of sin will make light of forgiveness. He who makes light of really serious wounds will never appreciate the power of the physician.